in this week's episode of ND Vision. So when I was like in elementary school, we'd go out and like sniff the air and be like, I think it's Fruity Pebbles today. But there hasn't been a good movie trailer that just like peeks in. Because mm. movie trailers used to peek in. You didn't really know what the movie was going to be about. And yeah. they kept the surprises out. Yeah. And they just really, because they think people want to see that just to right. go see the movie. Right. I don't. Yeah. I just want to like be teased enough to go like, what's this I, about? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I hate, I hate movie spoilers. What do you think, in your opinion, um, what do you think the... And you don't have to answer. Okay. What do you think the most annoying fandom is? Like any fandom. Star Wars. Welcome to this week's episode of ND Vision. I'm Nick Davis. And I have an amazing guest here today um, <laughs> with an amazing name, probably the greatest name in the entire world, um, Nick Gunning. Now, Nick is the director for the David A. Howe Library. Hi, Nick. Hi there. How are you doing? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Yeah. And today we're going to talk, I'm going to ask him some of the questions that I wanted to know about the library to see if he knows. Ooh. And then we okay. might kind of dive into uh, pop culture. Let's do it. Yeah. I'm good. game. All right. First question. Yes. Real quick. Okay. Tell me about yourself. <laughs> tell me about, okay. Yeah, tell me yeah. about you. Well, I'm originally from Michigan, from Battle Creek, Michigan, okay. which is the cereal city. It's where they make all the cereal. So, Oh, Kellogg's. Yeah, Kellogg's, Post, all that. Yeah. So when I was like in elementary school, we'd go out and like sniff the air and be like, I think it's Fruity Pebbles today because it was a it was a thick smell yeah. in the air. <laughs> so, oh, so you, you could you could like oh, tell yeah. which, which ones No, that that's not even a joke. You really could go out and be like, that seems like there's <laughs> frosted flakes on the wind today. So. Uh-huh. Yeah. Is that, isn't that Kalamazoo though? Oh, Battle Creek. Oh, okay. I think they have plants around, but Battle Creek is like the core, you know. All right. Yeah. Yeah, so that's where I'm from originally. Uh, I got my first library job right out of high school at Willard Public Library in Battle Creek and just kind of kept rolling. So I've been, you know, in libraries for uh, 20 plus years now. I did not know. You've been working in libraries. Since I was a teenager. So what brought you here? Uh, college. Where'd yeah. you go? I went to, so I got my associates in communications in, in Battle Creek at Kellogg. <laughs> okay. And then I transferred to Houghton and that's where I met my wife, Hillary. Yep. And, uh, right when I got out of, uh, so I worked at Willard like all through every time I was back for a break or something. Mm-hmm. As soon as I graduated Houghton, I got a job at Herrick Memorial Library at Alfred University. I was there for a couple of years. Then I worked at the Houghton University Library for about seven. And then I've been here in Wellsville. Uh, since 2014 at the David A. Howe. So almost 10 years. That's when, Yeah, that's when Gwen was born. Oh. It's nine years ago. Okay, yeah. You're almost on your decade. I know, I'm coming up. You're tenured? I'm coming up. <laughs> <laughs> I always used to think that tenured actually meant you were there for 10 years so yeah. they can't fire you. Sure but sounds but like it. Yeah, yeah but it's, it's like, so Nicole's tenure years this year has oh. been six years. Okay. So they, like, Alfred State has a six-year okay. tenure. Does she have to, like, apply? Is there a whole process? Yeah, no, okay. it's, she's it's stressing her out a lot. And I, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Out yeah. A lot. <laughs> yeah, no, that makes sense. Um, can I have you just push your mic away just a little you bit? You got it. There we go. Okay. Um, I need to get pop filters for these. Oh. Yeah. Our, see, at the, our, at the library, like, you have to be right in it. So, yes, okay. I'll remember. <laughs> Here I am. Um, so, you've been at the David Hay for, David A. Howe for mm-hmm. nine years. Yep. Are there secret passages? Are there secret passages? What a question. I mean, yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to spoil anybody's hopes and dreams about that. I there, there are so many little hallways and different ways to get places that it feels like there are secret passages. Are there true secret passages? 
Maybe. Is there so is there like is there like a sub basement underneath the basement? There is a sub basement underneath the basement. Is yeah. It really? and it's, well, yeah, and it's built on a hill too. So it's like, you know, you go down into the stacks, then you go down into like the sub basement where there's storage, and then you go down one more level and you're backstage in the auditorium. So it's a very confusing building, but yeah, there's a room where, like, in the basement, you can go in the room and you can just see, like, dirt and big concrete, you know, joists holding it up. You can really... Really? Oh, yeah. Because you've taken me to the attic before. I have yeah. been in the attic. Yes, the attic's pretty great. Um, with the cupola? The cupola, yeah. The cupola, which you just shared Yeah, the pictures on. on it's Facebook. huge. People yeah. don't... Re- like, you see it from the outside and you think that's probably pretty big, but when you're in there... You know, it's, it's like as bigger it's, than it my first apartment. It's yeah, it's it a just big, has glass on the bottom, so you don't want to. That's a problem. <laughs> but other than that, yeah. Did you say it's bigger room. than your room, your first apartment? It probably was. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's very big. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So I've I've been up in the attic, which yeah. is massive, mm-hmm. and there's a ton of planks and everything. You should do like an open house. Yeah, and take people around. It always makes me a little nervous because it oh, is just like there's know, no railings. Eighty year old wood, and yeah, there's not yeah. a lot of railings. That's and stuff. true. I try to at least duck in there on tours and things. And if it's a smaller group, you know, maybe yeah, we go. You could rogue, do like a private, but, like yeah, like sign up to come see. Yeah, and then you have to sign a waiver. And take yes. <laughs> yeah, that's that's probably a good move. Yeah. What's your What's your favorite room in the library? Oh, because there's a lot. People. Yeah. I don't know if people understand how big. That library, you know, is. it's weirdly unusual. Like when we have, uh, when was direct, it built? Uh, the thirties, nineteen thirty-seven. It opened. Uh, when we have librarians from other, you know, states or e- even just within our system come, and they're sort of like, "Whoa!" Like there's an auditorium. There's a three hundred seat auditorium. There's a gallery. Like it's got the whole top floor. Yeah, there's a lot of things about the building that are unique and it kind of makes it when we're developing policies and stuff it's like what do other public libraries with 300 seat auditoriums do right i, I don't know because they don't exist so like we got to kind of figure that stuff out so it's what, an interesting challenge one of the saddest things yeah. um is during covid yeah you had to drop harry and the potters uh, and i was super sad i was super true. the kids were really excited that is true and, <laughs> and that we was, were more excited than the kids that but. was such a get too because they were on a tour and like we went back and forth on price and we got what I felt like was a really good deal. It was a lot of excitement about that. And yeah, post COVID, we were never able to get it together again. But <sighs> yeah, the our our March of 2020, like our March and April programming, was some of the busiest and coolest stuff we had. And it was like, oh, we have to cancel that. We have to cancel that. We have to cancel that. Yeah, it was rough. Some of and the that, stuff and this we was could reschedule. this was 2020. Right? 2020. Yeah. yeah, some of the stuff we could reschedule, and some of the stuff like Harry and the Potters, right? Never could. Um, I think. Uh, I think my favorite rooms are the green rooms downstairs. People don't know that there's green rooms. Oh, yeah. Yeah, backstage in the auditorium. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I've, I've, I've walked back there before, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is a legitimate... It is. Like a legitimate theater yeah. with green rooms. Like that. You when you go to a big concert venue, yeah. there's always green rooms backstage mm-hmm. um, where the talent or you know whoever the crew is would go yeah. and wait to come on, and, and the library actually has it. And they had the mirrors with... Mm-hmm. Do you have the lights around them? I can't yeah. remember. Yeah. Yeah, there's lights yeah. around the mirrors mm-hmm. so they can do makeup or whatever they want to do or yeah. psych themselves up like, you're going to do a great job. No, it's legit. It's pretty <laughs> legit. My favorite room, you know, I'm I'm really partial just to like the main reading rooms when you first come in. I love the high ceilings. Uh, I, I love aesthetically, I like the looks of the wall-to-wall shelves. It makes it difficult sometimes to, you know, put furniture in there because like everything's a bookshelf. So right. it's a little tricky, but I'd love that look. Yeah. Um. This is 1930. Is there a time capsule? Do you know if they put a time capsule in there at all? I know some of the old buildings used to do that in like the 
the time stone or the yeah, cornerstone. Yeah, we do have a cornerstone. I don't know. I've heard that there there was a time capsule in the original library, which was across the street, which was the village oh, offices the, for a long time. Right. I've heard that there was they, in like the vestibule there. Are they still planning on there was there was talk back when the the village left that they might be maybe doing something, giving it back to the library or something, but... There was talk about that, but never with us. That was kind of chatter, but it was never a conversation with oh, okay. the library. So it was so. just kind of uh, one of the idea yeah. that someone might have had. Yeah. Um, how, have, how have you kept up with at the library with, with um, like, what's changed? Because you've been in the library system for 20 plus years. Mm-hmm. What's changed? What's been the biggest change that you've noticed personally? Not just at, at, at the how, but yeah. like... What's been the biggest change in library systems since you started working? Well, I think 20, even 10 years ago, it wasn't quite as program focused. Mm-hmm. And if there was a program focus, it was for kids. I mean, that was kind of the biggest thing, yeah. I think, was the focus there. Um, I think libraries have gone through different stages. I think for a long time, it was like a, sh- this is academic yep. kind of vibe. Yep. Um, and then I think... That's what you still see in all the movies yeah, is yeah, like, that, oh, we can't That's talk still the stereotype. <laughs> I think, you know, in the 90s and and beyond, it it had a moment where it was kind of like, this is a children's activity center. Yeah. And I think we've since moved past that, but I feel like that's something that not everybody is aware of. Mm -hmm. You know, I I hear a lot of talk about people thinking like it's a kid's place. I mean, it is. We love, we love our kids program. We got a great like kids and teen librarian, like a lot of cool stuff. Yeah. But Kate's amazing. She is. Yeah. Yeah. Kate and Allie both are so good. You know, Kate works with the younger kids. Allie's like teens. They both. I haven't worked with Allie yet because my kids are still younger, but Kate's awesome. (laughs) They both just have great instincts for it. You know, I mean, there are certain things where you come into a job and you can kind of learn on the job. But I think if you don't have an instinct for programming, if you don't have an instinct to work with those specific ages, I don't know if you can teach that. You know what I mean? I don't think, Mm -hmm. I don't know that that can really be learned. I think you just got to have it. And uh, Kate and Allie do. So we're really fortunate in that way. But I think I think the biggest answer to your question is is a move from you go and you look at a reference book or maybe you check out a book to something that's really more of a, a of a community hub. Mm-hmm. I think that's the obvious change there. And I think all libraries, uh, to some degree, kind of struggle with that gap that goes when you kind of age out of story time. Mm-hmm. You don't come back until you have kids of your own. You know, right. that's, that's yeah. a big topic of conversation. And it's something that we've worked really hard to bridge all those gaps. It's why we hired a teen librarian. That mm-hmm. was a that was a new addition within the last nine years since I've been there. We hired the, our first teen librarian in 2015, specifically with the eye to hit those transitions. You know, you're too young for story time. Come to this, you know, like teen or tween program. And then as you're kind of aging out of, you know, like our anime club or something like that. Yeah, you know? why couldn't they have that when I was in school? Right? I know, I know. Anime wasn't as cool, though, when I was, when yeah, I was in school. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's definitely more <laughs> We had this conversation now. walking up a little yep, bit. <laughs> yep, that's true. I know my college years was like, anime was like the thing. Yeah. But, you know, just trying to hit those different, like, transitions in life, and I think that's that's something that we talk about constantly and, and try to work on. It's why we have things like our podcasts, yeah. uh, why we have a Discord Ooh. server, why we have graphic novels for all ages, mm-hmm. movies, you know, because we're trying to, you know, you don't just have to come in here because you want to check out this book. There's yeah. so many different things you could do. Yeah, one of the things that Nicole and I really utilized um, our library for when we were down there was, well, Nicole loves to read. Mm. I'm not as much of a reader. I will read. Okay. But, um, you under duress, DVDs. you will read. If you yeah. have to read, you will. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I mean, like when she was reading Twilight, I read Twilight. Okay. I obviously read all the Harry Potters. I read yeah. all the, the, um, um, oh, that Disney just made a movie about it. I don't it. know. Oh, it's killing me. 
It's killing me. Okay. He's a, he's, I read all the young adult books. Okay. Like, like Artemis Fowl. Artemis Fowl. Okay. Thank you. I was going to say Eowyn Colfer yeah, yeah, or whatever yeah, yeah. Who the artist or the author is. Mm-hmm. Um, they butchered that by the way. My brother Disney. loved those books. I never read them. I, love so the, I don't I know. I love the books. Yeah. But they butchered the movie. Yeah. Even as I a standalone it. movie, it's a bad. It's movie. hard. I mean, <laughs> I think it's hard. Page to screen is like 50, 50, you yeah. know, if they can pull it off. What? <laughs> Um, we'll, we'll, we're definitely going to talk about pop culture, but real okay. quick, yeah. what is, did, um, explain to me your, uh, your podcast before you do that though, push your mic out just a little bit more. You keep itching in. Yes. Um, what, what's your, your, uh, your podcast about? Yeah. So right now, uh, Ali Fesmeyer, who is a teen librarian, she and I have a show called But Have You Tried? Yep. Uh, it's bi-weekly and basically... Allie and I, just in talking to each other, working with each other, kind of realized that we have a lot of similar interests, but like in different arenas. So Mm -hmm. it's like, I can kind of predict what she's going to like. And it's in the wheelhouse of something I'd like, but it's not quite the same. Right. And she had been kind of guest hosting a previous iteration of the library podcast because our podcast goes back. I mean, we have hundreds of episodes. Really? Started in 2015 with Eric Mickles, who was the teen librarian. Then we had a show called The All the Books Show, which was really focused on, you know, what's popular in, in fiction this week. We had did a lot of like author and artist interviews and things like that. When Eric moved on, the show transitioned to do a show called How's Things, which we did for a couple of years. And Allie was kind of the regular guest host on that. But we were kind of finding a new pattern and a new dynamic. So we were like, you know, let's put this version to bed and start something that really like hits the dynamic that we have. So we're just trading off introducing each other to things. Like she'd never seen an Indiana Jones movie. And I was like, I, I have to correct that. That this yeah. can't, this can't stand. Uh, so she watched Indiana Jones, and then I hadn't read Pride and Prejudice. Did so you she, see the new one? I did. It was yeah. good. I yeah. liked it. I came around. I did, the first viewing, I was kind of like, ah, that was weird. And then I watched it again, and I was like, yeah, I'm into it. I like it. All right. I like it. But And Allie liked it, too. But So I had her do Indiana Jones. She had me read Pride and Prejudice. Uh, I'd never had miso soup, so she made soup. Oh, I love miso soup. It was great. Did you, did you read... Pride, Prejudice, and Zombies? No, I didn't, but we did talk about it. I read the OG. I read Nicole, the classic. My wife loves yeah, that. Yeah. I'm yeah, like I Abraham can see Lincoln that. Vampire Slayer. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep, yep. Our most recent episode, uh, I got her to learn a song on the ukulele. So that's kind of the gist that of it. Yeah. What was, what's, um, what would be a good, like, icebreaker episode if people wanted to start watching your podcast or listening to your podcast would be a good icebreaker. And where can they hear it? Sure. Uh, so the, again, the podcast is called, but have you tried? So you can find that right on Podbean or anywhere that you get Spotify. Podcasts. Yeah. Apple so it's on podcast. Spotify. It's on all of those places. You can find it. We always link to it on the library, social media, David A. Howe, yeah. uh, David A. Howe public library. So you can find it in all those places. We started with Elvis cause I'm a big Elvis fan and she okay. knew nothing about Elvis. And I think that is a pretty solid episode. Yeah. And you both were singing that one too, right? We did, yeah. yeah. We, we You're a musical to, guy, Nick. We and try to do some like reels to go with whatever we're talking about that week. So we just did a ukulele reel where she played. And, yeah. So do you record it uh, video-wise or you just do We just We did clips. more video with house things. We've been with this. We've been sticking to audio. Okay. But yeah, we might throw I'm a camera I'm a video guy, I so I got to do it. <laughs> it's your wheelhouse. I know. I know, but you got this great setup. You know, we just record in my office. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Okay, so they can find your podcast anywhere. Yeah. It's called But Have You Tried? Yes. When can I be on an episode? Oh, geez. What do you want to talk about? Um, I can surely find something that you two haven't yeah. tried that I think you might enjoy. Yeah. Okay. Come on. A little, little, little guest spot. Okay. All right. I, I will confer with my co-host. But yeah, I think we got to make it happen. We'll make it a true crossover. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we could absolutely do that. Okay. That would be fun. I love it. <laughs> I love it. That's the great thing about podcasting. Um, they used to do it with YouTube back in the day. A lot of YouTube creators yeah. would... We cross post, same thing with podcasting. When do you think, speaking of podcasting, because you've been doing it for a long time. I've been doing it for the library, and then I have some that I like do with my friends, like not not on the grid, you know, like not on my paycheck. Kevin, Kevin, uh Kevin Smith was like one of the OG oh, like sure. ultimate and then, yes, and then Joe Rogan. And, and yeah. When when do you think I still podcasting, like Kevin Smith podcasts? I haven't I haven't listened to him. Oh, he does one called um Fat Man Beyond, him and Mark Bernardin, who's a author. Yeah. And uh, it's, you know, it's kind of a pop culture podcast, but yeah, I still like that. Yeah, Kevin Smith is amazing. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. Uh, Mall Rats is actually one of my favorite oh, that's movies. Good. And people, people are like, well, and then I like Dogma. Mall Rats. Yeah. Dogma is fantastic. Yeah. Dogma is like <laughs> off the wall. Yeah. yeah. You really gotta, that would be a hard one to sit somebody down and be like, just watch Dogma because yeah. it's a wild. It's a wild ride for it, sure. Uh, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Yeah. I think I've never laughed harder at a movie <laughs> since Jay and Silent Bob yeah. Strike Back. We, I was like 13, 14 when that came out, and my That's cousin and I like age. snuck, yeah. snuck watching it without my parents knowing. Yeah. So. <laughs> I really liked Clerks 3, which is, was his most I haven't recent. seen that one. It's good. You know what? We have them all at the David A. Howe Public Library. Yeah. You can check them out on Glorious Digital Video Disc. But we did. We did. Like That's one of the things when we were when Nicole and I were living down there because it was free. Yeah. To rent movies. Yeah. So we were yeah. renting movies at like Hollywood Video or something like that. Yeah. But we we're like, oh my God, the library literally has all of these movies. Yeah. And we can just rent them there. And it's like five day rentals. <laughs> like I know. That. I know. Ours are seven days. For uh, for a long time, it was always a horse race between kids' books and DVDs. What was the highest circling item at the library? Since 2020, we haven't quite, like the DVD stats have never gone back. They're still high. You yep. know, there's still probably 20% of checkouts. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it keeps Streaming's going. Streaming's taken over. It has, but you can't always find it or you don't always have the right streaming service. And sometimes it's, you know, easier to just come in and check it out, you know? You know, one thing at the library that I really think people really don't know about hit is me. all that, what's that? I said, hit me, I'm it's, ready. Well, no, you know about it, oh, obviously. Okay. All right, all right. But, all, but the general public doesn't realize that all the libraries have, um, they have empire passes. So yes. empire passes will get you into any state park in yep. New York state for free. Yeah. Um, we bought ours before we knew Foolish. that the library had it. Foolish. We didn't know the library had it. Yeah, well, it's a, it's a relatively new program. That was at Kate Miller's Children's Librarian. Uh, got a grant through the Foundation of Southern Tier Libraries to get some of those, because some you have to purchase, some places will donate, but yeah. we have quite so a few you, adventure passes. Yeah, yeah if, if you wanted to go to Letchworth State Park, you can yeah. just go to the library, yeah. rent it out. And, and Letchworth is fairly expensive because it's one of the top rated yeah. in the nation. Yeah. Like it's a state park, but it's top rated in the nation. Yeah. I think it's like what, 10 bucks now? Something like 10, 15, I feel like. Yeah. yeah. And you can just go to the library and get this card and you can take your family for free. Oh yeah. So Corning Museum of Glass, uh, the Rockwell really? Museum in Corning. Yeah. It's a zoos. So it's a lot of good stuff. Yeah. There's zoos too? Yeah. I didn't even know that. And you have fishing. You uh, yeah, fishing gear. We have we have fishing gear that you can check out from the front desk. We not were, fly fishing. I don't know why. No, I made not that. that motion, but. Not that. <laughs> we worked with Rod and Gun Club, and they did some uh, programs like here's how you you know. Yeah. <laughs> See, I try to come up with fishing terms, and I don't know them, but we do. <laughs> I'm a massive fisher. I'm wearing my them. favorite fishing hoodie right now. <laughs> this is this is what you wear for fishing. Oh yeah, this is my lucky. You can feel it, so it doesn't. It dries really quick. Okay. Um, yeah. My mom got me this. Okay. Go. Well, it's nice. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Speak, anime. There you go. Speaking of Goku, okay. One thing it. that I really, really wish 
and this would be a good transition into into our pop culture. What okay. the library would do okay. is a Comic-Con or some sort of pop culture convention. I love it. I love that idea. Yeah. I, yeah, we have talked about it and we uh we've we've interviewed a lot of like comic book authors and artists like on the podcast over the years and yeah. I, I always kind of have that brewing in the back of my mind because that is something that I feel like speaking of things people don't know about the library. I don't know how aware people are of our pretty extensive graphic novel collection, the manga collection. Oh, I'm aware. I'm sure you are. <laughs> but it's kind of, you know, it's unique. There are other libraries in our system uh, have some, but I I you know, I'm proud of our collection and I feel like that's something There's a that, whole room almost. Oh, yeah. Of graphic novels. Yeah, and, yeah, and yeah, we go hard. Anime in the, magazines, you got New Type USA yes, or, yeah. or Otaku, Otaku USA. Yeah, yeah, it used to be New Type. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm aging myself. Yeah, right yeah. <laughs> yeah, in our library, you know, we're part of the Southern Tier Library System, and that's that's made up of 48 other libraries. So anything in any of those libraries, you can request from us, and we can Oh, it's a star, it. it was a Starcat, right? check it out. Yeah, it was Starcat, yep. Uh, see, yeah. I know more about the library. Do. I, do work, you, I work a lot with the library. Libby, do you use Libby? I don't use Libby. You got to get on it. And that's where you can listen to audiobooks, right? So the Libby app, you can you can sign in with your library card, and it has yeah, audiobooks, ebooks, graphic novels, magazines, yeah, and you can just download them on your tablet or phone or desktop, whatever you want. Yeah, I really should do that. I drive a lot. You should. I, I listen to podcasts or listen to audiobooks. Harry Potter is usually my go-to. Okay. Well, I we think have I memorize all the Harry Potter. <laughs> okay. I mean, I, you can't beat Jim Dale's narration in those. Oh, I like Stephen Fry's better. Do you? I do. I definitely like Stephen Fry's. Wow. Okay. Uh, Jim Dale is great. Like, yeah. I'm not putting throwing shade on him because, yeah. like, he was the OG. But sure. I like Stephen Fry Fry's like inflections more. Interesting. And he's funnier, I think. Okay. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, like when he does McGonagall, he's like. <laughs> I was a terrible impression. I can but. hear that. No, I got it. I got the Stephen Fry in there. Sure. Yeah. So I th- I like uh, I like Stephen Fry's more. But Jim Dale won the awards. Yes, he so. did. He did. I remember, uh, this is so dorky, but you know, so I've worked in libraries forever. And I remember the library I worked at in in Michigan was a much bigger, like right downtown public library uh, Mm -hmm. than here. And so when we would get a hot book in, we'd get, you know, 20 or 30 copies, something like that. When Half-Blood Prince came out, we had a full cart of like probably 50 copies of Half-Blood Prince. And we got it way early because we had to have processed them and everything. And it was down in the basement did you read it in early? a locked room? And I did go in that room. <laughs> I didn't read the whole book, but I read it and I felt like such a rebel because like, yeah. you know, it was under lock and key and it was like yeah. weeks early and I had like read a little bit of Half-Blood Prince. So, Oh, I would yeah. read it. I was just talking to Ryan uh, yesterday. That episode is going to become my friend Ryan about movies. Mm-hmm. And he used to work in movie theaters and, and like, why would you not watch I, yeah. all these movies for free? I, yeah, why wouldn't you all read all these books? You have to, so, yeah. We haven't seen... There hasn't been, I don't think, a cultural phenomenon as far as books okay. go since Harry Potter. Like I remember going to Kmart and, and my it's from like from like so I'm not you probably would, would beg to differ, but I don't think globally there hasn't been a book specific series that I used to wait outside of Kmart at mm. midnight for the midnight release. Yeah. Like I, rem- I specifically remember doing that with Nicole. Mm-hmm. We were together for the Deathly Hallows. Okay, um, we'd like wait outside Kmart, and you'd walk in. There'd be this big display. Yeah, um, and I don't think they do that anymore. They don't do no. even for movies. They don't do midnight showings of movies really. Rarely. Yeah. For. Yeah, it's not as common. No, I think you're right. I, I don't think there's ever been something that was quite as. Uh, as unifying as Harry Potter. And I feel like... Twilight was big, but it was... Uh, Way outside of Kmart at midnight, big, maybe in its peak. Yeah, I think... You know, maybe. But I, I don't think quite to the 
to the level of Harry Potter. And I think Harry Potter was also a little helped by like the scandal, you know, because there was also like, yeah, because I grew up in a very like, you know, religious kind of background and it was like, he's a witch. You can't read oh, it. Oh, okay. So there I'm was, like, what scandal is yeah, there? Well, I mean, I know nowadays, the, like there's a scandal with, with JK, but. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And rightfully so. But, but I, I didn't realize it. Oh um, yeah. I, that was, that was a huge thing. Mm-hmm. Like it was, it was really like Harry Potter is evil. You know, we, I heard a lot of that, like in the library That's when we weird. had it and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Cause I, I mean, you know, it's glorifying witchcraft, I think was the. <laughs> the narrative around that. And then but you actually it really, read it and you're like, oh, this is just yeah. a kid's adventure right. novel. Yeah. I, I mean, what about the Wizard of Oz then? You know, I mean, yeah. there's good and bad witches and that. I never really understood it. But um, I, I do think that helped a little bit because I think for for large, you know, sects of, of readers, it was kind of uh, also like a little taboo, a little naughty. Like. But she also got kids to read, though. Oh, for I mean, sure. The, the, the series yeah. also got kids to read. Like, I, yeah. I think That's I undeniable. remember my mom... Uh, she brought me home um, the the Chamber of Secrets, okay, because she knew that Harry Potter had come out, and she was hearing stuff from like her coworkers, but she didn't know that it was a series. Oh, so she bought me the Chamber of Secrets first, and I read That's that first, confusing. and I had no yeah. idea, right? And then I saw another one, like, oh, there's a sequel, and <laughs> and it was it was uh, the Sorcerer's Stone or Philosopher's Stone, and. I read that one second. I'm like, oh, this is the first book. Uh, so that's a prequel to you in your mind. <laughs> yeah, but I remember, I remember, like when when uh, Goblet of Fire came out, I would hide under my bed with oh. a flashlight so I could read it. Because, that's serious. Yeah, yeah. Harry Potter, I think, is what besides, yeah, there hasn't been, I don't think, a book series that's like, like I'm not counting Lord of the Rings because yeah, I was like sure, back sure. back previous, but like I don't think since Harry Potter, there's been a book series that's. Hunger Games, Hunger Games oh, had Hunger its Games. moments. Hun- yeah. Hunger Games well, was that more movies? Uh, the uh, the books there was quite a groundswell around the books too. I think the movies certainly helped people who hadn't read it the first time rediscover. But even before the movies happened, it was kind of like you had to have those books. Have you right. read the Hunger Games? It really. I didn't read any of the Hunger Games. Oh, books, I, I love, saw the movies. I think they're great. Yeah, I, I really. I think the books are much better than, than the movies, especially, you know, with the way they split the last movie and stuff. But I think the books are really strong. I think the writing is really good. And the, and the books have a lot of depth that the movie kind of glosses over in favor of a little bit more of an action focus. But yeah, that I think the Hunger Jennifer Games, Lawrence's career. certainly, yeah. <laughs> but I think the Hunger Games it is, is at least in the arena. Like I, I would never say that it, it reached the levels of Harry Potter, but I think Percy Jackson, you know, I guess was another one. Percy Jackson. Kinda... Yeah. Yeah. That's another, that's I think, another, I think Twilight's the closest. Probably. Oh, Fifty Shades. I was thinking of Fifty yeah, Shades. Yeah, Fifty Shades was is was huge yeah. when it came out for all the <laughs> the the housewives. Fifty Shades. <laughs> Fifty Shades certainly drove ebook sales. Yeah. And digital. Oh, checkout. really? Yeah. I didn't think about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think there was a little bit of like you don't want to check out. Fifty Shades of Grey from the local library, or oh, I wouldn't care. No, I know <laughs> you wouldn't. But that was a thing. I have no shame though. I, you know, <laughs> things that are that are classed as like erotica yeah. tend to do so much better in digital checkouts or ebook sales. Huh, that's interesting so, to know. Yeah, yeah, because you you can kind of slyly yeah. do it yourself. Yeah, you can just be like, I'll take that, deliver it to my phone. <laughs> you don't have to be like, I would like to read this. I, I always laughed at like some of my buddies. They were like, Oh, I'm not going to go see that. With my girlfriend, mm-hmm. and it's like, why? Think about you. They're they're going to be expecting Mr. Gray, uh-huh. and they're going to look, and you're going to be that person. Mm. Like, why would you not want to go see this with your significant other, like, like male or female, either way? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Like, why would you not mm. like? 
I just always laughed at the fact that they refused to go see it. Did you see it? Huh? Did you see it? I haven't seen them. But Nicole didn't have any interest in seeing them. So like, you know, so we just kind of breezed over them. Fifty Fifty Shades also kind of started that um, that trend of um, alternate versions of the same book because oh yeah once the trilogy ended then they started doing the trilogy again but from his perspective she did uh, sh- uh, um, who, who remind me who the uh, Stephanie Myers did yeah. that with with uh, Twilight as well she did uh, Black Moon or Black Sun or she something. did yeah she, she Edward's did point of view two but she also did one called Life and Death which was just a gender swapped version of the of the story. I did not know yes. that. And then, oh. and then the Edward, yes, it's there. <laughs> Twilight fans, it you probably there. know if you don't though. It's there. Uh, <laughs> can you rent it at the library? You can. We have it. <laughs> we have it. Yes. So, I mean, she, she's written that book three times now. Yeah. Very successfully. So, hmm. yeah. I mean, if you're making money off it, why not? <laughs> Let it ride. <laughs> Let it ride. Yeah. Um, what is, what do you think in your opinion? Okay. Is the best book to movie uh, reimagination. Silver Linings Playbook. Oh, have you seen? I didn't know that that, that was a that book. Movie? Yeah, I have based, seen that movie. It's based on a book. Matthew Chris Tucker Quick. back. It's uh, that's I true. love Chris Tucker. It did bring Chris <laughs> Tucker back, and the book is good. Okay, but I think the movie structurally, how the movie kind of centers around the big dance that they do and everything, mm-hmm. I think the movie is a better representation of the characters, and I think it's a more satisfying experience than the book. Really? But that's a rare. I didn't know that was. I'm sure a lot of people. Like me, don't didn't realize that that was a it's book a good, first. It's a very good book. Like yeah. I'm not knocking the book, but I just think it, it's 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 one I always think of because I think it's truly the only one where I really feel like the the movie is better. <laughs> I think I think um, I think Lord of the Rings, oh. just because I mean. Harry Potter's were good, but they definitely left a lot, like sure, a lot, of, sure. a oh, lot of characters. Prisoner of Azkaban, for example, is you yeah. know that's like, everybody's favorite book. That's my that's my that's my one of my least favorite books. I like the book. I, I don't think I would put it in my favorite. I weirdly liked Half Blood Prince, Half Blood Prince, and um, Goblet I think of Fire. Half Blood Prince is one there. of the best ones. Yeah, I, do, I feel I like a lot about Snape. I think the writing is stronger in that. But. We're, we're turning into a Harry Potter. <laughs> All right, what's your least favorite uh, book to movie adaption? Oh, geez. So many to choose from. Mine, mine's definitely Art of Spell. Oh, yeah. It was from books that I've actually yeah. read and cared about to, it was, it was atrocious. Hmm. Atrocious. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I don't have a good answer for that. I'm, I'm only thinking of good ones because The Count of Monte Cristo is also a really good movie adaptation with Jim Caseville. That's that, an anime, that, too. That, is it? Yeah. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. All those, like, revenge <laughs> and triangles yeah. and things. Yeah, that makes sense. I don't know. I mean, there there are a lot of bad ones that just don't quite work. Yeah, I don't know. I don't hey. know. What? Sorry, I'm I'm less of a comic fan than you are. Okay. Um, not not a not a um that I dislike comics. Mm-hmm. I'm just less of a fan. Sure. But I I'm just assuming that you're a massive comic book fan. You're correct. Why do you assume that? How do you know? <laughs> are you just assuming I'm a comic wow. book fan? Okay. Uh, DC or Marvel, and DC. why? DC. Uh, it, it's always been that way. I mean, I've always. I've always been really drawn to Superman. I like, mm-hmm. I like, I love Batman. Oh yeah, I mean Batman's. That's that's like that's the every go-to. kid's hero. Yeah, Batman, Spider Man, Flash. Yeah, I well, I think the Batman, you know, the mythos is just mm-hmm. you know he's dark and tortured, and his whole like night vibe is like intrinsically cool in a way that Superman's like bright and, and he's like the anti, um, the anti Stark. Like, yeah, 
you know? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because he's like playboy, rich, massive. And yeah. Batman does that yeah. with Bruce, but not as much. There's no. Darkness. Yeah, that's true. I mean, you really, you get that Batman focus. I, I like Marvel. I've, I've always been drawn to DC more, I think because, because of the characters and because of the concept of like, you know, the mantle, like mm-hmm. they'll, they'll, there have been different Batmans. There have been different Supermans and the sort of, the concept of a sidekick and, and bringing something like new Robin. to that Robin yeah. yeah, is a great example uh, is not really present in Marvel. Marvel you know, I never thought about that. Marvel doesn't do mantles. Rarely. It rarely does mantles and rarely does sidekicks. And so, so I, explain mantle to me. real quick. Well, you know, like Bruce Wayne was Batman forever. And then there was a time when he stepped away and Dick Grayson was Batman for that time. Okay. You know, and Superman in the, in more recent comics, has gone off world and now his son is the new Superman. So the concept of putting a different character, well, they did you know, that with Captain America, right? Now. Yes, yes, they did. Cap Bucky or the Winter Soldier became Captain America eventually, but it's not. Uh, and now Falcon as well. Yeah, Falcon. So Captain America maybe is is the exception to that rule. Um, but I just I like that concept of of history and continuity, and I like I like that bringing up somebody else like in that tradition. I just, mm-hmm. I think that's cool. And I think the fact that Superman has remained such a central character without, uh, you know, and Zack Snyder would disagree with me on this, but without uh, having to go dark, I think is really impressive. And Henry, good. Henry, Henry Cavill is just uh, Cavill. Sorry. Yes. Is, is I think the perfect, like male specimen <laughs> of like, if you, I could see that alien came sure. to planet earth and they were like, who's your perfect. Yeah. Male? I was like, just like dial up. Henry Henry Cavill. Cavill. Yeah. Like, yeah. cause he has that like yeah. chin and everything. Yeah. Attractive I dude. think Henry Cavill had the potential to be a, a great Superman, but I just don't think he ever got a movie to do it in. Yeah. Oh, yeah. you don't, so you didn't like him or, or did you not like the movies? Not necessarily like him, just the movies. He was yeah. Like. I mean, I think the darkness of man of steel didn't really gel with, with what I was looking for. Mm. Um, and he's, he's like the captain, right? He's like squeaky clean. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and, and again, I am just going off of what I know. You probably know more in depth of everything. <laughs> um, what, what, uh, what's your least favorite comic book movie that's come out? DC or Marvel. So like, uh, you'll probably be more DC because yeah. you're, you're into it more. So let's just go DC. What's your least favorite DC movie that's come out? Batman v Superman. I loved Batman v. I loved it. I hate it. How do you know that name? I loved that Man, movie. Oh, oh my gosh, there is. Every, uh, I'm 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 definitely the minority here. You are, really but liked you, it. you're not the only one. I know a lot of people who who will defend that movie. There is a the Blu-ray has like an extended cut. Mm-hmm. And while I don't really want that movie to be longer, I think the scenes that, that they put back in do a lot to make the plot work more effectively. So I think the extended cut is better, but I just don't think it's a good representation I of, loved it. of the, yeah, okay. I, I do think, because because I'm not too into the comments, so I'm just like visually like, Batman oh, fights sure. Superman, you know? Sure. And Batman kills like yeah. in yeah. it, which yeah. probably, which I know, I know pick, ticked a lot of people off. I mean, uh, Michael Keaton killed so many people in the yeah, old 80s true. Batman movies. But I, I mean, yeah, I wouldn't argue with you visually. I mean, I think Zack Snyder is great visually. I do, I I, don't. I do think they messed up uh, putting Wonder Woman in the trailer. So that's. It would have been a good reveal. It would have been a good reveal. You're right. My le- I hate watching trailers now. I hate I watching movie trailers. If, if a movie trailer is longer yeah. than a minute, yeah. I stop watching because I know that they're going to show the, thing the whole you movie. you don't want to see. Yeah. Yeah. There, yeah. there hasn't been a good movie trailer. And and if you know any, like let let us know. But there hasn't been a good movie trailer that just like 
peeks in. Because mm. movie trailers used to peek in. You didn't really know what the movie was going to be about, and yeah. they kept the surprises out. Yeah. And they just released, because they think people want to see that just to right. go see the movie. Right. I don't. Yeah. I just want to like be teased enough to go like, what's this I, about? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I hate I hate movie spoilers, and I I pretty much avoid trailers. The I don't the only time I ever watch trailers is when I'm in a theater and I have to. Yeah, you know, I'm not like seeking them out because I don't want I don't want those things revealed. You know, it's they yeah they're getting long, like there's four minute trailers out now. That's too much. Yeah, that's a short film at that point. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want that. <laughs> Do you, what's so is Batman v Superman your favorite of the DC movies then? Of the DC movies? Yeah. No, probably Wonder Woman. Yeah, that's good. Um, that's like good. new age D- DC movies. Yeah, yeah. Because, like, you know, the OG Batman. Oh, sure. Are, when Danny DeVito as, as oh, Penguin, yeah. come on. Yeah, yeah. But like new age, I think um, then they're now that they're trying to compete with, with Marvel, I think Wonder Woman. Is, yeah, Wonder, uh, Wonder Woman's Wonder Woman's pretty solid. It gets a little sloppy love in the third act, too. but I yeah. So I like one of my favorites. One of my favorite superheroes is Thor, just oh, sure. because I love Greek mythology and I love the gods. Yeah, um, there's a movie that Ragnarok, but did you know Ragnarok was Ragnarok top? I think Ragnarok's top tier for New Age Superman movies okay. or not Superman movies, Super, New Age yeah, superhero yeah, yeah. movies. I really liked Thor: Love and Thunder, and I think I'm in the minority on that one. Really? Okay. Yep, so I can't I can't give an opinion on it yet. I feel like that one. I liked the balance of that one. Mm. I liked it better than I liked Ragnarok, but my buddy Mike worked on definitely. that. Definitely, one he? of the animators, one of the thousands oh, that's cool. of animators. Yeah, still, <laughs> that movie. That's pretty cool. Um, what do you think, in your opinion? Um, what do you think the? And you don't have to answer. Okay. What do you think the most annoying fandom is? Like any fandom. Star Wars? Really? Yeah. Between like Star Trek and Star Wars? Like do you think that battle is I I I think like the the <laughs> I think there's a certain toxicity in the Star Wars fandom that maybe doesn't exist in the Star Trek fandom. Yeah. Like you're always going to have that, but I feel like there's a yeah, there's a, there's a there's a level of devotion to Star Wars that I think sometimes can get a little messy that I, I, I my little brother's obsessed with Star Wars. Oh, I like Star Wars. I'm, I'm not downing I'm a, Star Wars. I'm a casual Star Wars fan. So I'm like yeah. a big fan of it, but okay. I'm not going to like, I don't, I didn't read any of the books. I didn't look anything okay. I like just the main movies. And now that the TV shows like Mandalorian, yeah. I didn't watch, um, a couple of them that they've mm-hmm. so many Disney, I didn't Disney watch Andor. stuff. It's a lot. I mean, it's, I, I guess I, I, I remember like in the early two thousands, you know, when it was like, we had X-Men, we had Spider-Man, yeah. you know, we had Superman Returns in 06 and it was Batman like- Batman Begins. Do you remember Batman that? Batman Begins. Animated? I do. Oh. Yeah. But it was like, oh my gosh, look at, we're having superhero movies every couple of years. Mm-hmm. Now we just don't, we don't have the opportunity to miss any of these things. So it's really kind of hard to, it's hard to build up excitement, at least for me. Yeah. I just feel like, when's the next one? All right, let's go. Yeah. You know, I don't feel, when is this going to happen already? You know? And I think- there's something to distance so you can miss it. And that's certainly with Star Wars. There's a new Star Wars thing, like, you know, yeah. Same thing with, with, with Marvel or like, I think fans are just tired of it. Yeah. They need to bring back like just normal movies. I agree. I know. (laughs) I I know. I was just thinking we were talking about this the other day. We were talking about like, you've got mail and things like that. Like I literally just mentioned that in my podcast. Like you got, you got mail and, uh, and uh, what was another one that was just like that? Uh, yeah, but I mean, those movies Sally, don't really like, exist yeah. anymore, you know? Like, you don't really see those in theaters, yeah. you know? Yeah, it would be nice. It would be nice to have that back. I'm surprised that with a new DC regime, they're doing, like, connected universes, because I feel like people are just tired of that. Yeah. Like, why not just give us these... There are some shining lights, one-offs. like um, the the animated Spider-Mans, the Spider-Man oh, and sure. the Spider-Verse. Those yeah. are... Because there's a unique 
I yeah, mean, but that, see, that's Sony, not Marvel. So that's like a different oh, true. thing. True. I mean, it's Marvel. Well, yeah, it's but, but, but it's not the Disney machine. Disney doesn't have it's control It's not like Disney it. making that. Yeah. It's, you know, it's I, a different company. I'm so glad Sony didn't cave in. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, why would they? Just keep making money. Um, I think my... <laughs> My Little Pony is my least favorite fandom. Oh, um, okay. Because they, oh, I just don't. So you're not a brony. I'm not. Well, it's not that. It's okay. just it's it's. I think. I think it's weird. Okay. Um, the 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 fandom that's like obsessed with it, and I and I love children's shows like yeah. some children. Like I love Little Einsteins and yeah. stuff like that. But I'm not obsessing over it enough mm. to like want to go to to convention specifically for my little pony yeah it's um, niche definitely yeah. and this is nothing against furries or anything like that yeah. like just the specific my little pony fandom yeah. i think they always i get just get weird vibes mm. from them i don't know i you know i don't really i haven't seen the show much everything i've seen i'm always surprised at just how clever it is so like uh-huh. i get that and i'm happy you know for people to find things that they like so i, I yeah i don't know yeah, I don't know that I go too deep on any fandoms. I guess maybe Star Trek is probably the one where I'm oh, most Ball invested. Is that's my, yours. My, oh, okay. So Star Trek is your favorite fandom? I, yeah, I would say. Dragon Ball Z. Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z. I know nothing about Dragon Ball Z. I, can, I recognize that your shirt have a was a Dragon Ball show. Z shirt. I did know on site what that was. <laughs> yeah. So that's something. But other than that, I don't know. Yeah. I think, oh man, they butchered the live action. Oh, I did see that. We, Dragon oh. Ball Evolution. Oh. <laughs> that. Yeah. Another butchered... Uh, one of my favorite animated, and it's American, uh, which is ironic, is Avatar: Last Airbender. Jeez, oh, and M Night Shyamalan M. Night, yeah. should be should be have I don't know. His director card. I don't know how that movie made it to theaters. And he that thought was, it was going to be the next Star Wars. Oh my gosh, he was so excited, and it was terrible. Yeah, I hope Netflix doesn't mess it up. I don't think that, like, I don't think that ever really recovered. You know, like I. I Feel like it's still tainted by that stupid movie. Oh, the live action for sure. Yeah, uh, I, I think the shows, um, the Last Airbender and Korra have. Yeah, like it's such a that's that's I think my second. I, we we watch that show every year. Yeah, like my wife and I will watch that show just about every year. I've never rewatched it, but I really enjoyed it, and I liked Legend of you'll, Korra. You'll notice so much more. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, if you watch now, like so yeah. as an adult, because I was I was uh, I just graduated high school pretty much when it when it started coming out. Okay. But so How I watched old are you. It. Like what? What? Thirty-five. Thirty-five. Okay. How old are you? Forty. Oh, I just right. turned forty. Yeah. Happy birthday. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Oh. I hear forty is when people think that they're actually starting to get old. I do feel like that. Yeah. 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 I do <laughs> I feel, feel like, like it now. I do notice little things. I'm like, why are my eyebrows sticking up? I guess I'm old now. <laughs> I don't know. I I'll get random gray yeah. hairs. Yeah. I hope I go gray before yeah. I bald, but it's yeah. probably not going to happen. Yeah. Um. But I, I Avatar: The Last Airbender was, it was an a adult show uh masked as a child show because there are yeah. so many elements like thematic elements in yeah. there that that kind of would fly you could easily fly over oh, sure okay but there was a lot and and yeah. it didn't shy away from showing those mm-hmm. like a lot of show like bluey does that now yeah where it doesn't shy away from showing how life actually is sure. like disguised as a fun kid show because it is fun mm-hmm. but avatar man some of the thematic elements in there were yeah. just they were they were deep. Well, I think that's the I think that's the brilliance of that show, and I think that's why it's had such longevity because it works on both levels. Yep. Like if you're just a kid and you like the visuals and you like the characters, mm-hmm. fine. If you are picking up on these big overarching plots and 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 these these relationship dynamics that play out over like 
years and, yeah. and countless episodes, then like you're going to get a much richer sense. But one is not sacrificed for the other. And I think that's hard to do, to find the balance right that's down the middle. That's funny as hell, too. It is. It is hilarious. Yeah, right. <laughs> I can't and argue. Cora, they they mastered Cora as well, I think, yeah. because they had it was a whole different vibe yeah, to it that was. show. It was. And it was, it was darker, but it was still very lighthearted because yeah. that's what one of my favorite things is the lightheartedness mm-hmm. that they bring because mm-hmm. they'll, they'll like punch you in the face with something yeah. like really deep. And then they'll like immediately bring it back out to yeah. like a side, like Saka or Bolin, mm-hmm. you know, doing something funny. Mm-hmm. Um, so are you Star Trek at all? Do you, do you know any Star I have, Trek? I, yeah. I, I watched it. Same thing with Star Wars. Okay. So like I'm You're a casual, kind of yep. a casual fan. Okay. Um, one thing I'm really into, I think one of my biggest nerdy things is Stargate. I'm a massive Stargate oh, fan. I, yeah, I know S- like SG One, Atlantis. Yeah. I I saw probably the first ten episodes of the series and SG One. Oh yeah. man, that was like that was the longest running sci-fi show. I know, <laughs> I know. Are you yeah. a Game of Thrones fan? I never watched it. You never watched it? No, I, I love it either. I, I didn't read it, but I loved I loved the TV series up until episode seven or season seven, and then they oh yeah yeah. Went I've heard that pretty consistently. Yeah. I'm not. And this isn't me coming from reading any of the books, okay. I, but I think. Once they lost the source material, it just yeah. Oh crap! In general, fantasy is not my thing. Oh, I love fantasy. Yeah, fantasy I, is my main thing. Well, my wife too. Like like my sci-fi wife fantasy, loves Wheel of Time, or Robert Jordan's Wheel of Time. Um, and I, I mean, I enjoy that, but I, you know, like I was never really into Lord of the Rings or anything like that. I, I don't know why. You know, a movie came out that I loved that, and it was another thing where the book fans despised it, mm. but I loved it was the Golden Compass. Okay. I love, and yeah. they, I mean, they have the TV show, show no, the, yes. the, his dark materials or whatever. Right, but right. I loved it. And I, I was, I was mad. Yeah. That were, I'm like, okay, when's the sequel coming out? Yeah. And they didn't do it. Yeah. So you, you but you like the book or do you like no, the movie? No, I love the you movie. Like, you like the movie. Because yeah. I'm a fantasy guy. Yeah. And, yeah. Like, and like sci-fi fantasy. Yeah. And that was just straight up. Yeah. Like, wow, this is a cool world. Yeah. I could really get into this. And mm. then. They just stopped, and I don't. And, but I don't know. I didn't read the books enough to know like why people were so upset by it. Mm, okay. Yeah. All right. My wife loved those books, but I yeah I don't know. That's one I don't know. Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Oh, I have read those. Yeah. Yeah. That was and there, Greta Gerwig is making a, a Narnia thing for Netflix, which I can't wrap my mind around. But really, yeah, she is. Hmm. Yep. Have you heard that theory? Um, and it's just a wild fan theory. Okay. That uh, the four founders are the four kids of, of Hogwarts and Harry Potter are oh. the four kids from the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Uh, I have not. Yeah. No. That's that. I mean, it's a crazy sure. fan theory, yeah. but they think that the four uh, kids from Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe are the four founders because they wear green for Slytherin. They were uh-huh. red for uh-huh. Gryffindor, and it's a brave one. And yeah, then yeah. the sneaky one is Slytherin. Yeah. And then the yellow one, Hufflepuff, who's uh-huh. a little girl that meets Tomlin. Sure. Uh, and then the the Ravenclaw, who's the smartest. She has a bow and arrow. Yeah. Yeah. So they, they there's like this crossover fan theory. Yeah. I she might have gotten that. inspiration that. from that. Maybe. I don't think she'd ever admit it, but maybe. Probably not. Maybe. Huh. <laughs> Remember the muggle lawsuit? Ah, we're going back to Harry Potter. We got to keep <laughs> keep away from Harry Potter. Um, uh, but what? Do you what would you, what do you think circling back around to the Comic Con at the David Howe? What do you think yeah. you would need hmm. to to pull that off? Well, I think you got to have the draw. I mean, if you if you're going to call something a con, I mean, I think you'd need I think you'd need special guests. I think you'd need yeah. vendors. Probably a little bit of food, you know. And oh, just, there's a lot of food trucks in Wells. Yeah, yeah, that's um, true. There, like actually, there quite are a yeah. lot of food trucks in Wells already. Yeah. I think guests and specialized vendors, I yeah. think, would do it. Guests you know? always do it for me. Oh, so, me too. Me too. Um, 
like when I go to a lot of anime conventions and I'll dress up and everything. I'll oh, cosplay. yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. I can okay. show you some pictures. But All right. I uh, I always go for the guests because I love um, I love voice actors. Mm. So I'll go for like who's the voice actor? Sure, yeah. And I I, I like got to one of my biggest um, achievements in my professional career is working with Chris Sabat, who basically is the voice of Dragon Ball. And Dragon oh. so he just like Vegeta Piccolo, all those guys okay, that sure. you don't know about. But yeah. <laughs> I know um, the name. I knew Piccolo. Yeah. I could have gotten there. <laughs> my brother's favorite yeah. is Piccolo. I okay. feel like the fans like just like Piccolo, green yeah. guy. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> they they uh, I got to work with him on like a legitimate work project. Wow. A client wanted the voice of God and like, I know just who to get. Wow. Yeah. So I like, That's I was cool saying really professional. Yeah. Like talked to him and he's, as he's recording, cause we, we like were able to listen in as he was doing it. And then we got done and I'm like, so, yeah. and this was right when like <laughs> Dragon Ball Super was starting okay. up. So the movies were coming out yeah. and it was a massive excitement. Yeah. And I'm like, how do you like the movie? And he's like, oh, everybody has this really low uh -huh, like, uh -huh. voice. He's like, it's going to be sick, dude. That's, what it, that's, what that's cool. Yeah. That's a cool experience. Um, who's the most famous person you've ever met? That I've ever met? Uh, I mean, we had some pretty big name authors come, like Joyce Carol Oates and Alexander McCall Smith were, were really cool to just like chat. I don't know any of them. We have um, a local artist. And well, sorry to pause your... Author? Yeah, but a local Dylan, artist. Dylan Newton. Yeah. 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 She's great. She's Dylan Newton was Aubrey Newton. Dylan Newton uh, is is a, is a local author. Okay, she's been on the show uh, at the library a couple of times. Actually, she's going to be at the at the David A. Howe in September for uh, her the third book in her series. Oh, I want to launching. That. So yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah, yeah, she's great. She's fun to talk to. Uh, I interviewed. Um, I'm a big like sixty. You know, the Beatles, the Monkeys. Like yeah. I love sixties music. Uh, and I interviewed Mike Nesmith from the Monkeys oh. uh, for the library podcast because he'd written some. Um, well, he's done a lot of writing, but he he wrote. Uh, did he come or did you call in? No, we we did a phone interview thing. Okay, he was doing a, a book club on one of his his fiction books, along Sandy Hair of Neptune Zamora, and I reached out to like his people and we're like, "Hey, I'd love to you know interview him about his book and his writing and stuff." Mm -hmm. And I was like, "You know, I won't ask him about the monkeys. We'll just talk about the writing." And they yeah. were like, "All right." Yeah. <laughs> and so I did this like half hour phone interview with him, and it was like amazing. You're like I couldn't believe it. You're in a great position because you can, I mean, working for the library systems, they're like, oh, we don't really need to talk to PR for this. I can, you yeah. know, the, you, you talk to their guys yeah. and they don't, I don't think they, did you have to, they don't expect money, right? No, no. a lot was, of times when you have guests at conventions, you yeah. have to pay them to come yeah. out, uh, which is warranted because yeah. they're taking time out. But like with working for the library, you, I feel like you can... Yeah, get those interviews that some people might have struggled getting. It's true because well, you're some like, of the, well, we're not. We don't make money. Exactly, we're not making money off this. We yep. just want fans to yep. do your stuff. We like I said, we we've done a lot of like classic comic book artists and authors, mm -hmm. uh, and we interviewed Alan Dean Foster, who Alan Dean Foster wrote the original novelization to Star Wars, and he wrote the first. Uh, Star Wars sequel, Splinter of the Mind's Eye, written before Empire Strikes Back even came out. So yeah. it was like the first true sequel. And he's written, you know, extensively Star Wars, Star Trek, original stuff. That was also a really cool interview just to talk to somebody who was like on the ground floor of, you know, both yeah. of those franchises was was wild. Mm. So, yeah. I've worked, so, so like in my uh, filming, I've met so many famous people, mm. but and I filmed them, but they're not famous to me, if I that see. makes sense. Sure, yeah. So the person that I met, and this was just this year, like I've peaked, I feel okay. like. No. Uh oh. <laughs> so back back in, Nicole and I used to watch uh, Food Network religiously. Yes. When we lived down there. Okay. And, and in Philadelphia. And I um, 
we love Alton Brown. So okay. I grew up with Alton Brown, like okay. Good Eats and everything. And I got to, f- I told Nicole years ago, I was like, I would poo my pants <laughs> and die if I ever got to record Alton Brown. Okay. Uh, Catskill's Cuisine up at Woodstock. Yeah. Uh, had a bunch of Food Network stars. Okay. And Alton Brown isn't Food Network anymore, but he was the headliner. Wow. So I got to meet him and I got, I'll show you a picture. Here. Okay. I got to meet him and I got, um, I got to get a picture with him. That's cool. And you know how they say, don't meet your idols. Yes. Um, he was a sweetheart. There were some That's chefs really cool. there. I won't name names that were like. You could tell me off mic, but okay. Yeah. I'm mean like, like Brad Pitt hires you to cook for them, man. Right. You're not right, like that. Right. You're not that, yeah. that big of a deal. Yeah. <laughs> but because they thought they were like, oh. sure. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, Alton Brown was, was, he was so nice. And I, I, I told him, I just like, I couldn't miss the opportunity. Like, dude. I just got to tell you, you're like one of my heroes. And he's like, dude, you need to get some new heroes. <laughs> but he's like, but that like, cause so that was his thing. He was very sarcastic, but mm. he always came back. He's like, I'm just kidding, man. I really appreciate it. That means it's nice. So, um, but yeah, he was, he was one of my, one of my heroes yeah, growing up. And I got to, 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 to meet him, which yeah. was, I didn't actually poo my pants or die. Oh, good, good. But I knew the die part and I wasn't going to ask about the poo. I just, <laughs> some things. I better left unsaid. But yeah, I mean, I, I, I got to, where did I post that photo? Oh, look at that. Remember that picture? In the library? Yeah, I do. The David yeah. A. Howe Public Library. Um, but it was just super exciting. And um, it's, I've, had, I've been pretty blessed with my career to be able to do some really cool things. Yeah, like I met a lot of CEOs back neat. in the day during, uh, when I worked at the business school down in Wharton, mm-hmm. uh, UPenn. Um, How did you start? How did you get started doing what you're doing? Jackass. Oh, yep. So when Jackass came out, okay, that was my generation, like early two thousands. Sure, so my buddies yeah. and I uh, would steal the cameras from the school okay. and go out. And we, I mean, we'd bring them back. Sure, sure. We'd, we'd borrow, borrow them. Yeah, you'd borrow. And we'd we'd Without just permission. go out and film a bunch of stuff. And I just never put a camera down. Huh. I, so I'm not like I had I never I didn't have any interest in Hollywood. Okay. Uh, it's super cutthroat. Um, and I knew one of what I wanted to do since like ninth grade. Wow. So. Excuse me. Um, they made like special classes for me oh. and, and my friends. So like nice. media classes to, to like. Yeah, to foster that. That's great. Um, but yeah, I, ne- I never wanted to do Hollywood. I just love, I, and, and a lot of my peers will be like, I love telling stories. That's mm. why I got into this. I mm. love it. But I just love, I love capturing moments. Yeah. So like America's Funniest Home Videos also was a <laughs> massive inspiration. <laughs> sure. Because like I, you can, you capture these moments in life. Yeah. Um, and that's what I love doing most. Like I'm a camera operator. Yeah. Um, and I can edit really well. I can produce really well, but I love just being behind the camera. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I always enjoy your, the live stuff you do like around town and stuff. Yeah. You just, you know, you show interesting things that I think, you know, people might not well, that was take one, the time to, to get to know, you know. That was one of my goals was starting, the company was to put, to show Wellsville uh, visually. Yeah. Uh, and the area. So Wellsville and the Where county. did you grow up? Style. Oh, okay. So yeah. you're local. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm two years old, moved up from Maryland. So okay. I lived here. I went to Sile K through 12. Wow. Okay. Then we moved to Philly and then moved back because this is an amazing place to raise a child as mm. far as like safety and everything. Sure, I wish yeah. that we had more things for kids to do uh, in the area. Yeah. Um, hopefully they do other that. Other than the library, area. of course. Well, yeah. Other than, well, no, actually, so we, we are library frequenters yeah. because you That's do true. have so many kid programs. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have like, like the bubble man, yeah. the bubble man. We love the, the magic man. show yeah. with, with Bob Mangles. Oh, sure. yeah. Um, like we love that stuff and we yeah. love that there's a place that kids can go 
to to do that. Yeah. But I'm talking like a lot of the cities oh, we no, go to I, have like like splash pads sure. and stuff like that or yeah. skate parks. I get it. a skate park in Wales. Or a dog park. I would like a dog park. Yeah, a dog yeah. park would be great as well. Yeah. Like, I, why doesn't Island Park have a dog park? I know. <laughs> Who can we talk to? Get him on the horn. That, this is a whole nother show. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, but yeah, so that's when I started. How, what, why, what made you decide to go into the, the library business? Uh, you know, I always had used the library. Like I was there a long time. And when I was, you know, like I said, just, just uh, getting out of high school, I was looking for a job and uh, it was just really appealed to me. And I, I started there not intending to, for it to be like a forever career, mm-hmm. but I just really like what libraries can do for communities and for individuals. You know, I think the the community outreach and just what what you can provide to people so that anybody can just walk in the door and have the same access as anybody else you know i think yeah. that's really i think that's really crucial to to a a thriving successful society to have access not only to to learning and education but fun you know pop culture just you yeah. know a way you can just walk in off the street and just like have your needs, whether it's whether it's educational or fun or community or interaction, you can have that met, and you don't have to get out your wallet to do it. Yeah, it's a safe space. It's I a think, safe for exactly. a lot of people. Yeah. Well, like my son, sometimes will will bike down, and you know, I'll be working, and he'll just be kind of reading books in the kids' room or just yeah. you know hanging out, and it's it's uh, it's right. just a unique kind of space, you and, know. And lunches Special. too in the summertime. Lunches in the summer, yeah, of yeah. course. Yeah. Um, I think libraries are very very. Very important, yeah. Um, because it's not just books anymore, right? It's yeah. it's it's um, a place to go where kids can safely go. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I'm a wild child, so I do other things. But I'm glad that yeah. my kids can go there. And then you have so many events, yeah. Uh, and then you have so many activities that you do as well outside of the events. So like one day there was people just outside playing Foursquare. Yeah. I freaking love Foursquare, yeah, yeah. so I went and played it. Yeah. It was brutally hot, but it yeah. was fun. <laughs> the Tai Chi group is always really big on the front lawn, you yeah. know? So, yeah. Uh, it hosts music on the lawn. Yeah, it's, kind yeah. of, it's a hub, really. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I did find that picture. Oh, it's a good picture, even. Yeah. Nice. I have many chins, but <laughs> I still had my winter weight. Okay, well, I didn't notice your chins. <laughs> I just noticed a nice picture, so, Yeah. Um, yeah, I think he's to me. He's the most famous person, mm-hmm. um, and I, I mean, I've met I think more famous people than him. Okay. But to me, he's my yeah. That's yeah. Person. That's yours. Yeah. Yeah. Makes total <laughs> sense. yeah. I get it. Who's have you ever met one of your idols? I mean, the Nesmith interview was like a huge deal for me, but that was just audio. Um, I guess I wouldn't say that I've met an idol. Like I've you know I've met some actors that I like at at uh, conventions and things like that. But yeah. um, some of the interviews that I've done, I, you know, really were were special to me and and just really unique experiences. But yeah, the Nesmith one was great. Yeah. Is there all right? We do got to start wrapping this up. Okay. Give me some uh, give me some events that are coming up um, from now until the end of the year with Lever. Great. Well. We're starting up in the auditorium again. the The doorway has been kind of closed for a while because we've been up doing the, uh, oh, the you patio. Got a grant, right? Yeah. yeah, we got some we got some massive grants both through the state and through the Kelsey Naylor Family Foundation to uh, address some of the issues that have been going on for a long time. So there was some paint and water workout back, and then inside of the auditorium, uh, as soon as everything's sealed up top, which we we have finally solved the leak issue. You know, knock wood. I'm I'm pretty confident that we have. Once that's sealed, and we can start working on the the inside. You know, you're going to see some. Some really nice cosmetic changes, but the the auditorium is going to be opened up again. We have a lot of music concerts coming up. As I said, Dylan Newton, mm-hmm. looking forward to Nutcracker in December, which is always a huge event. 
Okay. So we're excited to have uh, uh, Genesee Dance coming and doing that. And that usually fills the auditorium for all the shows that we do. So a lot of, a lot of concerts, author visits, some lectures. Are uh, all these shows free? Really? Uh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. You just go. You can just go. Yeah, you can always look at the library website. We also do a mailing called How Happenings, which is going out. And yeah, so we're really excited. have a stuff. mailing. You don't get one? No. Well, I'll fix it. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, everything that the library puts on is free, yes. unless it's like a fundraiser or something. But right. you wouldn't, that would be another company yeah. coming to the library. Yeah, it would be like the friends of the library might throw something like that. But yeah, our, right. our events are free. Lunch on the terrace. Just, the just terrace wrapped. is just one wrapped. of the most, uh, and I don't, it's not your, anybody's fault. But I, I mean, it's a little my fault. I know what you're going to say. one of the most underutilized. I know. It's so beautiful. I know. I know. And there's like evening under the stars. Yeah. And that's all I can think of that's out there. I know. You're right. And I I mean, I say it's my fault because I recognize that it's a problem and I have not yet been able to like crack the code of getting people to use it because, you know, there's seating, there are outlets, you know, anytime the library is open, weather permitting, like that back terrace is open to just bring your lunch or hang out and read a book or whatever. But yeah, Tuesdays on the terrace, evening under the stars and other special events, people come, but... Most well, that's days, what I mean. I like, I don't think of... people, I think people forget about it. Like, you know, we think I, of the I agree. country club, which is an amazing space as well yeah. outside, but the terrace is like there and yeah. we're in the middle of town. I know. Overlook the water. Yep. Um, it's a cool space. It's sure. so cool. Yep. Uh, okay. So we got, you got concerts coming up. Yep. You got um, authors coming yep. in. What do you, what do you, what are you most excited about to end off the year? Hmm. What event? Well, you know, the, the construction has just been so all consuming that finally like wrapping up on that so we can really like have the full space back and get the auditorium looking great again. Mm-hmm. That's the thing that I'm most excited about because okay. I feel like the the wall, I don't know if you've seen it, but the wall is kind of torn up down there because of the leaks. I haven't been there. Okay. I do want to go and see these special basement back rooms. Oh though. yeah, definitely. I'll take you around. <laughs> but you know, the, the, just the look of it is, is been marred by these leaks for so long. So to have them done and have, you know, what we're kind of seeing as like a, like kind of a grand reopening for the auditorium the is something that I'm just, yeah, that yeah. I'm just excited about. I'm excited to have such a, such a, a diverse like slate of programs and events coming up. Kate Elliott is our, our, our auditorium coordinator she started at the beginning of this year and has been doing some great things and you know finding new things to bring in there and it's just a it's a great space and it's a unique space yeah you know so yeah just excited to have the library kind of fully functional again with construction over and fully staffed and you know we're looking forward to uh, another good year summer reading program was one of the biggest we've done yeah the participation was so high we were so busy constantly. It was really nice to like truly feel that again, you know? Mm-hmm. And so we're just feeling good. You know, the good. staff really clicks and, and we're happy with what's going on. And uh, community is responding and we're connecting with new people and in new ways. So yeah, I feel very positive about the whole thing. Well, thanks man. Yeah. If you want to listen to uh, Nick's podcast at the library with Allie, yes. um, it is But Have You Tried and bi-weekly. Yep. Any, anywhere anywhere a podcast or listen to, you can check sure. it out. I think you should do more video. Okay. Um, I know a guy. Do you? Do you? Okay. <laughs> that'd be, yeah, that'd be great. Um, uh, check out the library's Facebook page, their website for all the events coming up. And uh, thanks for coming out, man. Anytime.